Happy New Year! For real this time! It's 2020. It is. It's the Roaring Twenties. I've completely cut off all my hair and I'm wearing <laughs> chokers and a crown. It's freaking Downton Abbey all over the place in here. All of you podcast. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. Hey guys, it's Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Clayton Abbott. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And it's actually nighttime. It is. And there's candles and it's kind of creepy and spooky up in here. And I like things like this. So what's new with you? Nothing really. No. Um, yeah, besides, I mean, the new year. Holiday shit's done. I'm not really one to do like resolutions or anything like that i just think i'll do whatever i need to this year that works, that works. <laughs> i mean you know some people just go so serious about resolutions whether it's like the gym or smoking or you know something yeah. and it seems to me more times than not always by like march or april it falls off always. i know personally like at my gym it's crazy for the first two and a half months and yes. then it's like Where'd everybody go? <laughs> yeah. When I used to go to the gym, same. Um, I usually try to come up with something to better myself. I'm not going to say I'm going to quit smoking because I'm not. Sure. I mean, I've quit for two years and still started again. Um, but I just saw The Rise of Sky- Skywalker like hours ago. Mm-hmm. And Leia had the most wonderful advice. And I'm making it my New Year's resolution. And it's never be afraid of who you truly are. I'm just going to go with it and try to be more present. Yes, I agree with you. And the movie, in my words, I've just said that it was everything was just enough. There were mm-hmm. parts that they could have gone overboard that yep. would have been like, oh, why'd they do that? Yep. But through and through, it was just enough. And like, yeah, it was just enough. My summation is fucking magical. <laughs> fuck all the fucking haters because everyone's fuck you. a movie critic Everybody. nowadays. So let them be. That's fine. Yes, of course. But I don't know who you are because I've been watching these in the theater since I was seven and right. it was fucking magical. I love um, Babu Fleek. Is he the little guy? Yes. Oh, my God. Adorable. And he is the prime example of just enough because had he been in our face all the time, I would be like, got to go. Completely but it overboard. Was just yes. enough. Just enough to where you want more. <laughs> But yes. It, but my goal in life is always leave them wanting more. Exactly. So they JJ Abrams is a goddamn genius. Right. I love him. But yes, no spoilers other than magical, perfect. And when did Kylo Ren kind of become a little bit hot? Oh jeez. So, I don't know. Maybe it's the flowing like 1970s John Travolta hair for me or what it was and Ray's goddamn adorable. That is my summation. Of the Rise of Skywalker. But yes, so go see it. And if you hate it, don't tell me about it because I'm going to call you a liar. Right. <laughs> and a fraud. <laughs> so I've been playing with some of the fun ghosty stuff I got for Christmas. I saw that. Very excited. And uh, this new spirit box thing, I'm going to figure it out. It's it's badass. And God love Chris for feeding my stupid addiction to this shit my next step in my time off is to build the mini wonder box and i'm gonna yes. call the odd box do you have all the parts and all that yes finally because <laughs> when i finally got time to build it thanks wolf studios for hooking me up with all the stuff and all the things i realized that some of the pieces weren't working right okay. i'm like sending videos to alex and and he's like, I don't know, I don't know. So I just went and bought the shit off of the website where it says how to build it. So next episode, hopefully <laughs> I'll be able to update you on how that went. But ghosty-wise, not a whole lot going on. You're still freezing your ass off? No, because it's 60 degrees I out. Know. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not mad. I said, I, what did I, I was on the phone with someone today, and I said, well, I guess since my landlords can't warm up my house, the Lord's going to do it. <laughs> Because the fact that it's, it almost hit 70 degrees today. It was 68 at one point in time. I, in Indiana. Yes. In At the end of December. Yes. And the last thing I'm going to do is complain about it. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I walked out of my house today and the birds were chirping like it's spring and I feel bad for them. They're confused. Because at one point it's going to be fucking cold. Moths are flying around my house again. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bats are all out. Don't they hibernate normally? Well, I'm sure they were. I and they're like, wow, like... we were just asleep for three months. <laughs> did their alarm go off or did they get too hot while I was sleeping? I don't know. I'm just old lady shit talking about the weather <laughs> over here. I do have some paranormal in the news that I came across. I'm not sure where I found this one, but it's from the ABC News website. And a crop duster spreads 100 gallons of holy water on Louisiana town. So this happened on... Christmas Eve. Okay. And holiday blessings were spread throughout one Louisiana town thanks to some unlikely help. The Diocese of Lafayette enlisted a crop duster to spray holy water on the city of Lafayette in nearby farms, according to a Facebook post from the church. And their po- it's Diocese of Lafayette is just the Facebook page. It says, F.R. Matthew, Father Matthew, Father Matthew Barzar and the parishioners of St. Anne Church in Cow Island enlisted the help of a crop duster pilot to bless their community. They loaded 100 gallons of holy water into the plane, and the pilot sprayed the water onto the town and the nearby farms. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Parishioners also brought water from home to the airstrip to be blessed by Father Bazaar, which I want to say okay. bizarre every time. The blessing was the brainchild of Lorraine Detraz. Well, that's a really hard name to say for America. A missionary currently stationed in Ohio who is a native of Cow Island. A happy and blessed Christmas to everyone from St. Anne Church and parishioners. So the plane went up. Uh-huh. And it just dropped holy water. Sure. It it just says to bring blessings. I think the town may be infested with demons. That's what someone knew something. I know. To to have that sort of operation go down. No, no one know. was just like I think I just think we need a, a light drizzle of holy water, <laughs> holy water across the entire town. Exactly. Now if they were just doing crops, I'd be like, Oh, you know, maybe crops were bad last year and they're doing last ditch effort. Exactly. Demons, <laughs> and I don't believe, but they probably father, father bizarre, brazar. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. That is hilarious because I think there's more to this story than they're letting out on. <laughs> I'm Facebook. telling you, someone knows something that they're not sharing. Exactly, but you know, if they want to come spray holy water over my house, I will kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> just fill the pool. There you go. Maybe it'll attract ghosts. I don't know. Whatever it takes. I am getting some weird footsteps in my bedroom again. Are you? Either that or it's the house going, what the fuck is going on with this weather? It could be that too. Yeah, for sure. But didn't you recently get the Wonder Box out in the house? Yes, I did. Did it happen around that time? No. You know when it happened? Okay. So took the grandbaby off to new fields to see the christmas lights right a couple weeks before christmas and they let you walk through the lily mansion there mm-hmm. which is amazing yes and has to be haunted i got vibes okay and the next day i heard footsteps hmm. but i can't in front of the kids and everybody go if there's somebody following me home <laughs> you can't do it in front of you know everybody uh-huh. out for a christmas good time right i can't i can't bring my holy water to the <laughs> lily mansion at new fields but I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go with the weather more than likely. More than likely. The Wonder Box has been used in my house for the first time in a very long, long time. Long time. Um went Facebook Live in the the mm-hmm. fan group. And Marjorie logged in, our good friend Marjorie, uh-huh. and the Wonder Box said Marjorie. So crazy. So I don't know. Whatever. If you guys want to know more about our little fan group, it is on Facebook. It is called Oddity Files fan group. Yes. (laughs) And it is a secret closed group, but just request access and one of us will give you access. We just share little insider tips or things that we as ourselves find entertaining. It's Um, mostly memes. Right. (laughs) So as long as you don't like, you know, plague the page with unrelated stuff, you'll fit right in. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, And you have a good sense of humor. 
So we've had 50,000 downloads. 50,000. 50,000. That's such a crazy number. I know. (laughs) I, I don't even know what to say about it. So. But I think more than anything, we can say thank you to everyone who listens. Everyone who listens every week, more than once a week. Those of you who've binged the whole show and told your friends, you guys are of that 50,000. So without all of you, we wouldn't have a thousand. No. So we thank you (laughs) so much. We really, really do. And yeah, that's why we keep doing it. I know. So thank you guys so much. And I know we say that every damn time. But we mean it. We really, really, truly mean it. So that's a big fucking deal. Um, Anything else interesting? Have you watched any good scary movies lately? No, I actually haven't. I don't think there have there been any that I've wanted to watch and just haven't either. There's been a lot of remakes and a lot. Yeah. Of, and that's I'm just like, ugh. like there's another grudge coming out. Oh, from the producer creator of a quiet place, which I've never seen. I think you would like a quiet place. It, I have no desire. I don't know why. I just have no desire. I really liked a quiet place. Really? I don't like quiet. Well, that's okay. <laughs> and, and I guess that was one you shouldn't have seen in the theaters, right? I saw it in the theaters and it was I was with Glenn and oh. <laughs> it was oh my gosh. Because you're so used to being in a movie theater and it being like overwhelmingly loud. Yeah. And it wasn't at times. I would have opened every bag of Well candy. and you could just hear everyone like you could just hear the tension, like people like <gasps> <laughs> Because it was just dead silent. But no, it is really, really good. And what's his name from the office? Seeing him in He's killing it right now. In like that type of film mm-hmm. when you're used to him being funny. Yeah. It was it kinda like showed off his ability, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know his wife in that movie is his wife in real life. Who is in, I just, all the trailers before uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. She's in something with The Rock coming up. Oh. oh, it's the it's the boat ride from Disney. I can't remember what it's called right now. But speaking of people who used to be funny, then got serious, then got funny again, this has nothing to do with paranormal. I am so stoked for bad boys. Will Smith is not only singing again, <laughs> but he's making me laugh again. And I cannot fucking wait. I know. The trailers were all so fucking good just so bad boys-esque yes that it's like okay it's gonna be good (laughs) dr doolittle no desire i'm (sighs) keep him tony stark that's all i'm saying yeah him with a british accent well i can even do like the sherlock holmes i can buy that (sighs) but dr doolittle is just so out there yeah and it's been done so many not times. that like superheroes and all that aren't yeah. out there but leave you... dr Doolittle to eddie murphy please absolutely that yeah. would have actually been hilarious to bring him back oh god i miss eddie murphy people would have loved that yeah um what anything else good coming out that i saw oh i did see a, a decent horror movie and i can never remember what it's called it's it's the one where she marries into the rich family and they have to play a game Ready or not. Ready or not. Yes. Ready or not is amazing. Have you seen I it? I have not seen it. It's mostly jump scares. Okay. No real ghosty things. Sure. Some like satanic vibes. Yeah. So it's 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 all around a good time. One of those where, you know, things are happening. I'm like, babe, I'm just going to step out here for a second. <laughs> you let me know what happens when I come like back. Like hereditary. Yes, absolutely. You walked a mile and a half through that movie. <laughs> exactly. And that was just pacing back Just and pacing forth. back and forth behind the couch. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. Again, I thought that was Margot Robbie in that. It's not. It's just some chick who looks just like her. In she the was trailer. cheaper. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure of it. Uh, oh, so I've got a weird story. Okay. It's 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 several different things that could be categorized under, and then I got ADD. So okay, great. Do I go first or do you go first? Yeah. So last week I went first. Now so it's your turn. turn. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the the story is about the whatever it is called the hide behind. Okay. Um, was, Sounds creepy. 
so creepy. Um, there what? There's not a whole lot of information on it, so okay, that's when great. my ADHD yeah. kicked in. So the hide behind is kind of a tough one to categorize. It's is it an urban legend? Is it a cryptid or is it folklore? The beasts are elusive, as the names as elusive as the name suggests. Um, this is one reason why the hide behinds are considered so dangerous. Their gig is concealing themselves within the woodland regions of logging country in the 19th century. And it was pretty much a a lumberjack story. And lumberjacks would not only worry about the hide behind, they'd worry about physical injury, bears, falling trees, and the hide behind. According to the lore, the hide behind got its name from how it stalked its prey, hiding behind it terrifying it said the hide behind would hide behind trees in the forest stalk its prey as it concealed itself amongst the forest whenever someone's back was turned it would creep closer so it's very close to like weeping angels from doctor who (laughs) when it finally was close enough to its victim it would instantly gouge out the stomach and intestines Uh, of the victim of course of course because why not this terrifying creature would then feast on the raw meat. Assaults by the hide behind were so instant that even if not completely deadly, the victim often died of fright alone. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking insane. <laughs> As its name suggests, it's known for its ability to conceal itself. When an observer attempts to look directly at it, the creature hides again behind an object or the observer itself Uh which is fucking creepy and therefore can't be directly seen it uses this ability to stalk human prey without being observed and attacked no without being observed and to attack without warning once the person is killed the hide behind drags the person back to their lair to be eaten oh my gosh pretty fucking scary so the hide behind's physical description is hard to nail down okay as it's so rarely seen Um, however those who have glimpsed this horrid creature describe it as a wraith-like and vaguely humanoid wraith i'm assuming is a word for ghost because of the wraith chasers yeah i would think so hillbilly guys um the body of this creature was undeniably slender though as it was able to conceal itself behind a whole variety of trees. Additionally, one would have to guess that it's it has fearsome claws in order to, you know, tear its human of course. prey to pieces. So is this just old-timey legend? <clears throat> I mean, it's not like loggers are disappearing in huge numbers in this day and age. Um, maybe the longer the loggers just started following the rules and never looked behind themselves anymore. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. But there are, which we've talked about in the past, hikers that just end up going missing. Shit tons of them. Never to be seen again. Ever. But what if the hide behind, like the rest of the world, is just getting taller and a little thicker and still mostly good at hiding? And he's been rebranded as Sasquatch. Plot twist. That's where my ADHD (laughs) kicked in. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I know, my sweet Sasquatch wouldn't kidnap people and eat them. But wait, I came across a story that claims that part of that might be true. So there's a pretty famous alleged Bigfoot kidnapping. Canadian prospector and lumberjack Albert Ostman in 1924 went on vacation to the rugged wilderness near British Columbia. One of his purposes at the time was to try to find what he claimed to be a long-lost gold mine that he was convinced existed in the dense forests, which makes a great story in and of itself, but would be overshadowed by the bizarreness of what would allegedly happen to him during this trip. And the story goes (laughs) a little something like this. So Ostis, as we'll call him, amongst other names you'll hear later, um, hires an Indian guide. I wasn't sure if I should have changed that to Native American guide, but we're just going to go with Indian guide to take him out to find his lost treasure. Now, to be honest, apparently the Indian guide warned Aussie that the original person who found said gold mine was rumored to have been killed by a Sasquatch. Okay. 
which Asti said was the first time he'd ever heard the word Sasquatch. Oh. Okay. Even though he claimed to be Mr. Outdoorsman 1924. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indian explained about the large hairy man like beasts they called Sasquatch and told of the large footprints they left behind. But Mr. Outdoorsman 1924 at the time didn't believe a word of it and insisted on chalking it up to crazy old native legends. Okay. He would regret this later. <laughs> Not long after this, the two made camp and Asti headed out on his own with some supplies in a pack and armed with his rifle and a knife because Mr. Outdoorsman um, to investigate the pass through the mountains that he had seen as well as to do some prospecting. After a few days out on his own, some rather odd things started happening. One morning, he found that some of his items in his camp had been moved around, although nothing had been taken. That night, he slept with his rifle, thinking it was just a raccoon or porcupine or something. And the following morning, he found that his backpack had been emptied out, but was still oddly hanging from where he had left it, and that this time some things were missing, such as a half-pound pack of prunes, maybe some constipated raccoons, um, his pancake flour, and the only thing that hadn't been touched was his big bag of salt. But maybe Mr. Porcupine was on a low-sodium diet. So, I mean, this is all feasible, (laughs) but not weird yet. The examination of the camp turned up no footprints, and the intrusion did not seem to be the work of animals since nothing had been torn apart or haphazardly ransacked or thrown around. For three nights in a row, the mysterious intruder visited the camp unseen in all efforts by Mr. Outdoorsman, to stake out the camp to find the trespasser in the act were to no avail. On the fourth night of the strange incidences, Mr. Outdoorsman, 1924, turned super sleuth detective, went to bed er fully clothed with both his knife and his rifle in his sleeping bag. And this time he had intended to stay awake all night in order to catch the trespasser. I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like he should have tried to stay awake the other nights. Me too. To figure out what was going I, on. I don't know how much I would have tried, how much other than just like stayed awake. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But eventually he fell into a deep sleep of because of course. He this guy really sucks at stakeouts. <sighs> um, at some point he claimed he was awoken by something picking him up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sleeping bag and all. And he groggily thought it might be a snow slide, although there was no snow in the area at the time. So maybe the whiskey was in his a sleeping snow slide, bag as well. Like an avalanche? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm assuming what that that's what that meant. This guy's a fucking idiot. So he said that when he he said that he then felt as if he had been put on a horseback. And that whatever was carrying him was walking alongside. He couldn't see anything because he was wrapped up in a sleeping bag. And he desperately grabbed for his rifle in the sleeping bag as he tried to figure out who or what was carrying him along. Unable to move and with various equipment sticking into him uncomfortably. This is all copy and paste. Ostman could only wait there in the encroaching dark and see where he was being taken. So he's got the rifle. He's uh-huh. got the knife. Yes. And whiskey, apparently, because he's fucking wasted or something. I don't know. Um, whatever had captured him seemed to be taking him uphill. He could, he could tell he could that tell. much. Great. As he could feel each step lifting upward. And he began to notice that the thing was breathing heavily as well as occasionally letting out coughing noises and strange chattering sounds. (laughs) This is a legend story. I don't even know the guy. So the story goes on to say, for three hours, this went on. So apparently he could see a watch. 
but couldn't get his rifle. He had a very good idea of how much time had passed. Yeah, exactly. When suddenly his sleeping bag was dumped onto the ground and he warily peeked outside. Outside. Although it was too dark at the time for him to clearly see what was out there, he could vaguely make out large, dark shapes and hear what sounded like several large creatures chattering amongst amongst each other. And it seemed to be a family of very hairy humanoids. His old Indian guide had told him about Uh earlier. Osman called out to ask what the creatures wanted and was answered with more of the chattering sounds. So it's like, you know, is what I'm imagining. (laughs) The caveman shit. Of course. Um, He thought of escape, but, you know, his legs were too badly cramped and painful for him to even walk, let alone run away. This fucking guy. So I'm picturing this guy wrapped up in the sleeping bag, peeking out between the zipper, leg cramps from hell, and of course, too stupid to get a hold of either of the weapons that he put in his sleeping bag for just this occasion. He claims to see four really hairy, really naked, ginormous humanoid figures and assess them up to be a family of two parents and two children. Okay. Because Mr. Outdoorsman, 1924. And this is an alleged quote from idiot dude. Okay, so the the young fellow might have been between 11 and 18 years old and about seven feet tall and might have weighed about 300 pounds. His chest would be 50 to 55 inches. His waist was 36 to 38 inches. And he had wide jaws, narrow forehead that slanted upward, round at the back, about four or five inches higher than the forehead. The hair on their heads was about six inches long. The hair on the rest of their body was short and thicker in places. The women's hair, I mean, how can even How fucking... drugs and alcohol combined. In the 20s, what are they, bootleg moonshine? I don't. Well, that could have been dangerous. I'm not even going to fucking read what else he says because <laughs> this guy's an idiot. So he went on to say the creatures weren't aggressive, but they also didn't want him going anywhere soon. Because apparently he learned Sasquatch ease. Um, for the next six days, the family of Sasquatch forcefully kept him there, with the large male constantly nearby and sitting at the only obvious escape route. During this time, Osman claimed that the family of creatures slept within a shelter lined and covered with bark and dry moss, and that gradually the curious creatures would come closer to observe him. They just want to be friends, um, including the younger ones. The family of Sasquatch also offered Osman food in the form of nuts and a type of sweet grass, which the young boy Sasquatch would climb up the mountain just to get for him because he's a sweetheart. <laughs> in return, he would let young boy Sasquatch play with his snuff box, which I'm assuming is like chewing tobacco. I would think so. Okay. Which it would practice opening and closing as well as tasting the snuff inside. So great. Uh-huh. He's, he's got poor sweet young boy Sasquatch hooked on tobacco. <laughs> Way to go, dumbass. Okay. So when the young male seemed to demand another box for his sister, Osman gave her a snuff box as well. Because with the knife and the rifle and the whiskey and the uh-huh. watch, he's got at least two snuff boxes in the sleeping bag. Um, For the most part, the adults were described as mostly resting all day while the children climbed and played. So considering that the younger ones seemed to like playing with the snuff boxes so much and licking out the remaining snuff within, and that the father had also shown interest in them, old boy began to connect, concoct concoct that's a real word a plan to incorporate or even kill the large adult male by feeding him a full box of snuff oh i just get nauseous even thinking about that after which he felt confident that he would be able to escape with little resistance he went on to explain he didn't go up to papa squatch with his rifle because oh no he did at one point go up to papa with his rifle but Papa vocalized irritability, and he chose not to try that again. Wise. I, I think he might be having an affair with some woman in the woods. <laughs> is, I don't even know. So one day, 
Osman opens up a new box of snuff because he has three boxes of snuff in his backpack and uh, and took a dose for himself so that Papa Squatch could see that it was the same stuff. At the time, the adult male had reportedly suddenly snatched it away and emptied the entire contents into his mouth, even going so far as to thoroughly licking out any of the remnants. As predicted, the male Sasquatch fell violently ill <laughs> because apparently now he's a genius. And Osman made a run for it, reportedly firing his rifle over the mother's head as she pursued him and scaring her off. After some time of going through the wilderness, ever wary of being followed by the family of Sasquatch, Dick Face was finally rescued by some loggers and brought back to civilization. What a fucking story. I am so many flabbergasted at how many similarities our stories have. Get out. I swear. We haven't done that in a minute. A long time. (laughs) This makes up for all of it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Allegedly, um, Captain I Tell Outlandish Stories kept this all a big secret for like 20 years until the Bigfoot sightings became like a real big thing. And now all of a sudden he's got this story that happened 20 years ago in 1927. So the story's been picked apart and debated ever since. Guilty. (laughs) Because, well, it's a horrible story. So another story about a kidnapping by Bigfoot, which makes me, you know, full circle that maybe Bigfoot is the hide behind. This one's much shorter, I swear. 17-year-old Antoinette Coulet, C-U-L-E-T, she's French, um, was herding animals near the village of Naves, France, when she inexplicably vanished. No sign was found of the missing woman until later that year, when a group of lumberjacks claimed to have heard the voice of Coulet calling out to them from beyond a boulder blocking the entrance to a cave and explaining that she had been kidnapped by an ugly, hairy, quote-unquote, monster (laughs) with superhuman strength, which regularly brought her baskets of bread and fruit. He just wants to love her. That is. And that very same night, the creature is said to have wandered into the nearby village and was shot. It was described looking like a rather human-like bear. So is the hide behind just Bigfoot lore all blown out of proportion? I'm going to say no. The common element in all these stories is fucking lumberjacks. 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 All, and the moral to this story is stay the way from fucking lumberjacks, people. <laughs> Thanks to cryptid, cryptic wiki, astonishing legends, mystical creatures catalog, and Reddit for taking me down the rabbit hole of Bigfoot kidnappings and Mysterious Universe website. So, yeah, I thought this hide behind story was going to be, you know, all the information. So what do I do? I turn it into a Bigfoot story. (laughs) When? That was good, though. Really good. (laughs) So, like I said, ours have a shocking amount of similarities. but Does it have lumberjacks? About something very different. (laughs) Right on. Okay, so during the 1800s, Rhinelander, which is a small Wisconsin logging town, was facing very hard times. Like many logging towns in the upper Midwest, they found themselves just in a jam and racing to establish new industries just to keep their community alive. So in 1893, a local timber cruiser, which is someone who goes out and like scopes areas, they're like, oh, the pre lumberjack. The pre lumberjack. <laughs> His name is Gene Shepard. Bust into this group of people that were lumberjacks and was like, I just saw this monster. Oh. And he said that it has the head of a frog, a grinning face of a giant elephant, thick, short legs set off by huge claws, and the back of a dinosaur with a long tail with a spear at the end. I think he got a hold of this dude's whiskey. He breathed fire and smoke. And smelled like a combination of buzzard meat and skunk perfume. Okay. And it's called a hodag. Hodag. <laughs> That's fun to say. The craziest part is that Mr. Gene Shepard, who knows surprisingly a lot of this animal, the hodag only feasts on white bulldogs. Oh, puppy. But that's it. Only. That's it. So 
not it's surprising like at all. Somebody only eats the chicken wings as a true. Person. Okay, gotcha. But this is 1893, right? So I'm, just keep that in mind. So not surprisingly, the hodag just swept the town, and soon everyone was talking about it, and they were just wanting to go on hodag hunts to find them. So <laughs> let's go on a hodag hunt. Shepherd, being friends with a bunch of lumberjacks, makes this like plot to go and hunt one and so he gets all these people together and they capture or they they get one and they oh they torch it okay so they they caught it they catch it okay and they torch it and this photo that can only be described as a (laughs) only be described as a group of charlie chaplin cosplayers (laughs) um and the Gaston scene from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a real picture. Oh, it's an actual photo. With all the Charlie Chaplin cosplayers. So, and we'll post this photo on our Instagram page. Um, oh, fuck is that? That's fake. I'm calling it. But when you hear Lumberjacks, you think like flannel, like big beards. The Apparently, man. Lumberjacks in the 1800s looked very different. <laughs> That just ruins my story now. What they look like in the 20s. Exactly. <clears throat> so, whatever. This happens. The This photo, like, is in newspapers all over the country. It's, it's like, a thing. So now, but then it kind of, like, everything dies off. Yeah, right. So, Gene Shepard isn't happy that it's died off. Of course not. So, three years later, we're now in 1896. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back on another hunt for the Hodak. Because okay. they got this one, but then they lit it on fire because they didn't want it to be here anymore. And also, like, the face of it looks like an actual gargoyle. It literally looks like a Halloween decoration. Right. Anyways. Like, from the 1800s. <laughs> so what does he do? He contacts local bear wrestlers. <laughs> no. Bear wrestlers. And they tell him the best way to capture, like, a bear... Mm-hmm. Is to use chloroform. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and this is all real. I wish, I wish, mm-hmm. I was joking. So, Mister Shepherd puts chlorof. This is what he tells everyone: puts chloroform on a stick, on a like on a rag on a stick. Sure. Goes and finds a hodag den, sees the hodag, holds it in front of its nose, until it. <laughs> and then the bear wrestlers help him get it. So now he has a live hodag. Okay. He creates an attraction showcased. And showcases the animal at the first Oneida County Fair that brought people literally from all over the country to see this thing. And spect- there wasn't a lot going on back then. Exactly. So spectators would visit the Hodag in a very dimly lit tent. And most, that they were completely sold on it being real. Like, completely sold. Thousands of people came to this thing and were like, oh my gosh, we thought it was fake. But it wasn't. So... Newspapers all over the country started picking up the story of the Hodag, and eventually a group of scientists from the Smithsonian decided to travel to Rhinelander to investigate this animal. I love when the Smithsonian gets involved. It was their announcement alone that finally forced Shepard to pull the plug and admit to the whole thing being a prank. Yay! That he was trying to drive tourism to the city because they were in a slump, and so he's created this whole thing. (laughs) Is it moving? Yes, and so here... His live one was a stump and a stump covered in oxhide with cattle horns, and its movements were controlled by wires and its growl supplied by Shepard's son. <laughs> so, this was like Disney animation before Disney animation. Right. So, um, by the time it was all revealed, though, Rhinelander, the city, okay. had already adopted it as its town mascot. No. And at that point, there's no going back. Um, so today, the Hodag is still a huge part of Ry- of Rylander's identity, culture, and tourism. Businesses, sports teams, and even the city's annual country music festival are named after the Hodag. There are keychains, t-shirts. There's a giant one that's like in the city. I want to go to there. But it's not over. Okay. So now I want you to meet the um, Mishi Peshu. So, which... 
throws a plot twist in the whole thing. So oh. the Mishipeshu is a very important water being amongst the Great Lakes tribes. Okay, okay. So it's found commonly in pictographs and burial grounds, so just like drawn on rock, you know. Okay. Though when you look at it and you compare it to the Hodag, it's surprisingly similar. Really? It has a spiky back like a dinosaur, short legs, cattle-like horns, and a spear tail. All from around the same area. Okay. So although the Hodag, archaeological and Native American experts disagree that there's a connection between the two, looking at the pictures, it's hard to be like, one of those doesn't look like the other. Right, right. But, and then basically after that, it just kind of like disappears. But still to this day, like I said, in Rhinelander, people celebrate the Hodag. And you, I'll show you a photo of the massive one that's in the city center because it is massive. And it's just this like comical looking thing. <laughs> and there there is another element that I was going to go into that happened in 2007 but this man was off his rocker. Well, I mean, we've got a theme going on here. So, <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to go into it, you are more than welcome to. But he just comes forward saying that he doesn't know what he saw, but that it, it was this big green thing with horns and a spiky. So somehow over time, the color changed. Yeah. Um, what was it originally? Red? It was just kind of like gray okay like brown and gray you know why i'm picturing red because it kind of looks like the bulls mascot for the chicago basketball team (laughs) absolutely true um but and i listened to his interview of how he's describing it and maybe if i find it we might throw it in here okay it is so comical at one point what does he say he says like he heard a moaning and groaning that could only be described as someone who had eaten too many potato sh- chips trying to fit into their jeans. No. <laughs> no. And I was like, what? And that's I was like, this man's Dude, not being lay included. Off the potato chips. <laughs> um, but yeah, the hodag. One, I love that Gene Shepard was just like, you know, our city's going to shit. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. Maybe he was like the head of tourism. We don't even know. But the funniest thing was he was known for being like, a local prankster oh, really? all along. Well, then it's the town's damn fault for believing it is him. true. But, and the photo, the photo with all of them and their pitchforks and their oh rifles, and I'm assuming one of them's dead on the ground, like, because there's a man just laying on the ground. Well, maybe it's like when I lay out in front of our CPO <laughs> group ops, he just wanted to be the center of attention. I don't know. But, um, yeah, and I'll highlight Mr. Gene Shepard. He's to the right holding a stick. Um, but yeah, I was just like the whole thing. So I learned, I found the Hodag mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I've never even heard of this. Right. And that's how all of our stories start. Yes. And then as I started reading more and more, I was like, this is actually like out of a Bugs Bunny episode. Just <laughs> it's like Elmer Fudd's. Yes. Be very, very <laughs> quiet. <laughs> But poor Gene Shepard, or genius Gene Shepard. Yes, either way. It could definitely go either way. But the fact that we had a crazy man, lumberjacks, Lumberjacks. Indians. Yes. It was one hell of a crossover. So the moral of the story is don't trust anything that has to do with lumberjacks. Don't trust a lumberjack. No, or anybody associated with one. (laughs) That was great. I love that. It was just silly. It literally looks like the bull's mascot, though. It was... Yeah. <laughs> Where is Rylander in Chicago? Rough. I mean, it's, in Wisconsin. It says um, Burr something, something. Oh, okay. So nowhere near Chicago. That's sad. But the puppies, why just the white? Only only white bulldogs. Do you have like a little pen of white bulldogs Well, that's out? my thing. I'm like, how long have white bulldogs like been a thing? Yeah. And how long has the Hodag been a thing? Yeah, that and how many <laughs> fucking white bulldogs are going to be in one neighborhood? I don't know. It's the weirdest story ever. But then when the chloroform came in to pick the picture no, with the bear wrestlers. I was literally watching this all play out oh, in my head. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, it like really Elmer sh- Fudd with a stick. Yes, it's like an SNL skit or something. Like, it's just silly. Literally. Just... Amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Do you want to go ahead and read a listener story? Yeah, why not? Awesome. So I've got one from our friend Gina Tarr. 
Um, it looks like it's a couple of them. So, But it, it should be short and sweet and wonderful. And Gina's story goes a little something like this. Last I wrote was about my husband's haunting our garage. So keeping in my chronological way, for whatever reason, I had it stuck in my head that my kids needed a dad. I remarried much too soon, and I don't know if I kept any of the pictures. I'll have to look. We got married in Reno. Every single photo had either orbs streaking across the picture or a fog-like image. Orbs, I, I'm going to assume the Reno casino didn't dust, but that fog-like stuff that just shows up in pictures randomly. But if that, you're a casino? Yeah. You're allowed to smoke in casinos. True. And it is Reno. It's Reno. Yeah. So let's debunk that off the bat. <laughs> it was a dirty, smoky casino. Um, I used to tell my new husband it was my old husband not approving. However, that may be the case. True. Um, which, long story short, uh, it was a very abusive marriage, and the DA helped me and my kids move away once he was arrested. Oh, thank God. I know my kids and I have a garden, guardian angel to have survived those three years, which was probably her first husband. So at the end of another three years, my restraining order was up, so I packed up my kids and we moved 3,000 miles away. Holy. Talk about starting over. Yeah, no kidding. Just <laughs> down the road. Yeah. Virginia. Our first residence there was what they called an old Sears catalog home. We were not on military land, but the apartments behind us looked like old military housing. Four units per building. We lived in a four-bedroom, two-story house. When I worked nights, my kids would call me all the time telling me someone was upstairs rolling the computer chair across the linoleum floor. That would be terrifying. First, my computer chair was one of the stationary dining room chairs, no wheels, and the upstairs was carpeted. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. The doors up there would slam and things would rattle. I had a few pieces of antiques that were my mom's and grandma's. One was a beloved rounded glass curio cabinet. It belonged to my great uncle, passed to my mom, and then me. Anyway, my youngest daughter came around the corner from the kitchen one night and was standing in front of the cabinet. And standing in front of the cabinet was a man dressed in a very old-fashioned military uniform. Hmm. Leaning over, looking at the contents, my daughter yelled out, Oh, oh, mommy, please come fast. There's someone <laughs> <Same>. here. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he's real. Oh, okay. Very aware young child. By the time I got downstairs, he disappeared. She said, mommy, I think it was a ghost. About six months later, the kids were digging around in the backyard, and they found one cufflink, some military pins, and old wired framed glasses. I cleaned them up and stuck them all into the curio cabinet, but no one ever saw the man again. Sadly, I no longer have anything that was in the curio cabinet itself. To this day, my youngest is the only one who sees human-shaped entities. Over the years, she's seen a few females, children, and males in different people's homes or in windows, and both of her boys have had conversations with people I never saw. Always Gina Tar. Whoa. Whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. But also, I find that very interesting that he was in old military attire. Yeah. Absolutely. And she said, you know, she wasn't aware that it was a military base at any time, but the apartments behind her house looked like military apartments. But That's Virginia, funny. I mean, that would, it would fit. Absolutely. Like Civil War era. Oh, God. Yeah, Absolutely. And then maybe he was satisfied once they found his stuff out in the yard, put it in the curio cabinet, and that's why he never came back. That's a good one. Yeah, that was so great. Thank you, Gina. If you guys have your own stories, you can send those to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be ghosts. It can be hodag or hidebehinds or UFOs, anything. No lumberjack stories allowed. No lumberjack stories. (laughs) Unless... We'll get a laugh out of it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, we are Oddity Files on all the social media handles. I already mentioned our Facebook group a little bit earlier, but Instagram and Twitter, we are at Oddity Files. And we love interacting with you guys. So 
even if you just have a thought or something on one of the episodes, comment and we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. We also have a TV show on Amazon Prime, three full seasons. I was talking to to Carter over the holidays and he said that some of his friend's parents watch the show really? and they enjoy it, which I thought was really cool and it made me cool. smile and chuckle. So yeah, we're just oddity files on Amazon Prime. Check out season three. It's our favorite. It is our favorite. It's kind of the jam, and we're super stoked about it. Um, Hopefully, we'll have some new events to announce soon where we do our podcast live all over the country. Um, Possibly something East Coast coming up. Um, I have to check that email and read it thoroughly first. (laughs) So, yeah, guys. Also, check us out, oddityfiles.com. We've got merch. We tell you when we update podcasts or TV show or all the things. And But, yeah, we're really excited for 2020 um, just with how 2019 went for us being our first full year. I can only imagine what this year is going to bring. I can't believe it's been a full freaking year i cannot even you guys are the best we appreciate the shit out of you keep sharing keep telling your friends keep retweeting all the stuff and all the things but just so you know weird is the new cool goodbye ghost on oddity files is an independent production intro music created by dj jimmy wah wah The opinions expressed on this show are ours and ours alone. Our logo was created by me. If you like the show and would like to support us, you can watch Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. You can buy merch at oddityfiles.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oddity Files or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oddityfiles. You can even join our weird little Facebook group called Oddity Files Fan Group. It's a closed group, so you'll need approval, but we do approve everyone. Most importantly, you can help us spread the word. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your boyfriend, tell your ex-boyfriend, tell your grandma, tell everybody, share and retweet. Just help us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you and couldn't do this without you. If you have a story you wanna know more about, or a personal story you'd like to hear us read during an episode, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. If you have a corrections corner, go ahead and give us a call. It's 317-300-6699. If you have a venue you'd like us to do a live podcast at, reach out at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, take a couple minutes, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcast apps. It also helps us get out there and in front of the public eyes. And remember kids, weird is the new cool.